Today is Friday, February 25th, 2022, and Joe Biden has collapsed on the world stage at a press conference on the Ukraine-Russia disaster. People are dying in the streets, tanks are rolling over cars, apartment buildings are being bombed in some of the largest cities in Eastern Europe, and Joe Biden is asleep. Joe Biden's actually on vacation right now. He just left for Delaware. It's embarrassing. Two prosecutors leading Manhattan's criminal probe into Trump have resigned after the new district attorney raised serious doubts about the case. The probe has ground to a halt with no witnesses questioned in a month. Other legal experts are saying the case is completely dead. Hey, end your week on some good news. The world is falling apart and we may be facing nuclear war, but hey, listen. We may all be doomed, but at least Democrats are definitely doomed. Midterm analysis says GOP will win the House based on Democrat retirements alone. Kick your weekend off with some good news. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Weak times, weak men create hard times. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times, and good times create weak men. Now we are in a time of weak men. We are in the fourth turning. We are in a moment of chaos. We are in a moment of calamity, a time of need, a time of great destruction and restruction. You can see the ICBMs moving through Moscow right now. Where are they headed? It's terrifying. You can see that Russia hit a nuclear waste dump in Chernobyl yesterday in their shelling, releasing extra radioactivity in the air. They're bombing Chernobyl nuclear plant, ladies and gentlemen. Vladimir Putin's on television talking about how he has very sophisticated and very good nuclear weapons. And where's Joe Biden? Joe Biden's going on vacation. That's right. Reading to you breaking news right now from the White House. Joe Biden will be heading to Delaware this afternoon. Joe Biden, the president of the United States, a man who is presumably and inextricably constitutionally in charge of our safety, first and foremost as a nation, is heading on vacation. That's right. He's going to go spend the weekend in Delaware because there's just really not much going on. Counter that with President Zelensky of Ukraine. Now, think about President Zelensky what you will. I don't know much about him, but I'll tell you this. He's behaving honorably. President Zelensky is staying in Kiev in spite of it getting bombed. He is taking up arms and he is going to fight the Russians in Kiev. There are photos of him in a bunker right now. A bunker, not like hiding bunker, like a wartime bunker. He's armed. He's with fellow members of his nation and he's going to fight to the last man. Why is this so astonishing? Well, it's quite amazing just to see a politician that has guts, a politician that has a spine, a politician these days that has any honor left in him. It's, we're, you're, it's amazing to see those images. It's amazing to see stories like that. The man on your screen right now, Joe Biden, is going on vacation. Joe Biden can't be bothered to stay in the White House in Washington, D.C., inside of a inarguably the most secure location in the world, perhaps. But President Zelensky of Ukraine, under Russian bombing from the air and the ground, there are tank colonnades heading towards Russian tank columns heading towards Kiev right now. The president of Ukraine will stay. 
The bombs fall from the sky. They fall from the air. They are blowing up buildings, smashing off the side of entirely glass buildings. It's horrific, the destruction. It's evil. We denounce it on this program. And why is it happening? Because of weakness. Joe Biden is skipping out. He's going on vacation. It's a disgusting thing to see, especially as Russians mount the heat on Ukraine. Thousands of Russians invaded via sea, an amphibious invasion, this morning. Ukraine has a coastline that's 2,000 miles long, and they invaded around Odessa in Ukraine. Now, Kiev is being compressed on all sides. They have encircled the city, and it seems like there have been a, there's, a, there's going to be a pincer move here where they essentially try and choke out Kiev. We're hearing reports that the president of Ukraine may be going to the bargaining table with Vladimir Putin. And what other option does he have? He's been abandoned by the weak. He's been abandoned by our globalist elite that promised him safety and security and can deliver neither. They have abandoned him, strip-mined his country for all it's worth, and then they're going to move along like cockroaches as soon as the times get tough. You're seeing the same thing in this country. Our elites behave the same way around the world. And all you need to know as to whether Ukraine was irredeemably corrupted by the Clintons is to look at where the Clinton Foundation donations came from, Ukraine being number one among them. This is not the fault of the people of Ukraine. Quite frankly, they are caught in a horrific game. The Russian oligarchs versus the Davos class global elite. Ladies and gentlemen, they say that there are decades when nothing happens, and then there are weeks when decades happen. Those kind of weeks are happening right now. Ukraine is on fire, Russia has attacked, and Europe is feeling the stress of war. The markets are also feeling that stress, and they are crashing around the globe. So are currencies. Have you checked the price of the ruble lately? People are losing everything that they have worked their entire lives for. But fortunately, gold is up. That's because gold is stood the test of time. Its value is secure. And if you are not yet invested in gold, I highly recommend it, especially in times like these. Birch Gold is the only people I trust to diversify my savings into gold. And if you haven't done this, you're missing the boat. Let them help you convert your IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered gold IRA that is secure in tough tumultuous times like this. You see the markets go up. You see them crash down. You see fiat currencies get lit on fire around the world. But if you've invested in gold, you are secure. I trust Birch Gold, and that's why I am proud to partner with them. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. And if you text Benny right now to the number 989898, you will get a no-cost, no-obligation info kit. Text Benny to 989898 to start securing what you have worked so hard for in these trying times. Benny to 989898 for Birch Gold. That is who Joe Biden represents, and Joe Biden is going on vacation, as we've said. After a night of violence in Ukraine, Biden addressed the nation yesterday 
and announced new sanctions against Russia. Biden announced that the U.S. and Western allies will block the assets of, four Rus- of Russia's largest banks and that they will try and crack down on Russian exports. The latest measures target Belarus uh, for essentially being complicit in the Russian invasion, allowing the Russians to stage their troops in Belarus. Belarus is, Belarus is essentially a satellite state of the Russian Federation, and that's what they want Ukraine to become. Russia has allied with the communist Chinese, and now they intend to take on the West. They've made that very plain. So what is the free world doing about it? Well, Joe Biden made very clear yesterday he's not even, he's not even going to provide sanctions, harsh sanctions. They're not going to cut Russia off from the SWIFT system, which the SWIFT system is a online banking and payment transaction system run out of Brussels. This is how virtually all countries in the world do their economic transactions. It's very, very bad, ladies and gentlemen. They're not willing to do the hard thing. Natural law is the actual law of the world. Natural order is real. Might does make right. And so we better be a strong people in order to fight back against the authoritarianism and evil around the world. Donald Trump realized that, but there were 81 million people who didn't like the man's tweets or his skin color. And so they sent him away. And what do we get instead? We get a man who says this about America being struck with a nuclear weapon, asked point blank yesterday, Joe Biden, will you defend America if we're struck with a nuclear weapon? What will happen if we're struck with a nuke? Joe Biden says, I have no idea. Go. Oh, this statement that he gave last night, will, that the, wet, the threat that he gave, the West will face consequences greater than any you have faced in history. Is he threatening a nuclear strike? I have no idea what he's threatening. I know what he has done, number one. What about Joe Biden as it pertains to the sanctions? Will Joe Biden be offering, I don't know, extremely harsh sanctions to Russia? I mean, we've been hearing for months and months and months that the sanctions are going to work, that this is how we're going to take down Russia, the Russian bear. Will will Joe Biden at least say that the sanctions, he's going to ratchet up, they're going to rip all of America, they're going to restart all the pipelines in America, we're going to become energy independent, we're not going to take any Russian oil, we're going to ban every country that takes Russian oil from uh, buying or selling or trading, we're going to kick them off our banking system. Here's what Joe Biden says about sanctions on Russia. Clip two, go. And number two, no one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. It has to show, this is going to take time, and we have to show resolve so he knows what's coming. And so the people of Russia know what he's brought on them. Joe Biden says he never expected the sanctions to work. We've heard for months that the purpose of the sanctions are to deter Russia from invading Ukraine. Kamala Harris has said it. Jake Sullivan has said it. Anthony Blinken has said it. All of the various bootlickers across corporate media have said it. CNN, MSNBC. Speaking of CNN, 
It's a bad day in the Biden regime when even CNN is saying you're acting like a weak, little, weak need be in front of the world. Why don't you sack up Joe Biden? CNN said this to his face yesterday. Savage, clip three, go. If sanctions cannot stop President Putin, what penalty can? I didn't say sanctions couldn't stop him. You've been talking about the threat of these sanctions for several weeks now. Yes, but the threat of the sanctions and imposing the sanctions and seeing the effect of the sanctions are two different things. Okay, are two different things. And we're now going to, he's going to begin to see the effect of the sanctions. And what will that do? How will that change his mindset here, given he's because attacking Ukraine? Because it will so weaken we his country that he'll have to make a very, very difficult choice as to whether to continue to move toward being a second-rate power or, in fact, respond. You said in recent weeks that big nations cannot bluff when it comes to something like this. You recently said that the idea of personally sanctioning President Putin was on the table. Is that a step that you're prepared to take? And if not... It's not a bluff. It's on the table. Sanctioning President Putin? Yes. Why not sanction him today, sir? Mr. President. When CNN is saying, uh, hey, wait a second, Mr. President, you're actually not doing all you could be doing to stopping an invasion of a peaceful country inside of Europe, you got a problem. When even CNN is saying you look like a weak bee on the world stage, you got an issue. Peter Ducey of Fox News asked something relatively similar, asked about Russian missiles and bullets and tanks, saying, hey, uh, wait a second, will your sanctions be stopping bullets? Not in your lifetime have you ever seen a president look this weak. I don't care if you lived through Jimmy Carter. I don't care if you lived through Gerald Ford. I don't care if you lived through Van Buren. Are you 200 years old watching this live? Good for you. Cheers. Let me buy you a drink, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care which presidential administrations you've lived through. You have never seen weakness like this before. Listen to Joe Biden's answer here. Listen to Joe Biden's answer here. And let this not be the last thing you think about before you go to bed tonight, because you will not think that you are secure in your own country. Clip four, Peter Ducey, Fox News asking the tough questions. Go. You're confident that these devastating sanctions are going to be as devastating as Russian missiles and bullets and tanks? Yes. Russian bullets, missiles, and tanks in Ukraine. Yes, I am. Can I just stop here and state for the record that this issue that is going on right now with Joe Biden is really creeping me out. I'm starting to get really, really worried that something is happening in Ukraine that we can't see right now. That there was some type of plan that we may not have known about and that these people are doing this on purpose. Ladies and gentlemen, we pause our program for just a moment to give you an exciting announcement from our friends at The Daily Wire. The Daily Wire is now making feature-length films, and the world premiere of their first film, Shut In, reached over half a million views upon its release. That is more people than watch Don Lemon's show on CNN every night. <laughs> and it currently has an audience score of 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
The Daily Wire worked night and day to make this film, and it shows it had me on the edge of my seat. You gotta watch it. It's exclusively streaming for Daily Wire members, and if you're not one, you are missing out. Support conservatives making movies. Support movies without a woke agenda. This might be The Daily Wire's first original production. It will not be their last. The Daily Wire also released a new trailer for Hyperions, an anti-superhero movie, and Terror on the Prairie, the new western starring the amazing, uncancelable Gina Carano. It's coming this summer, so go to thedailywire.com slash subscribe to get a membership today. Use the code Betty for 20% off your new membership. Go. That they are grinning as you saw Joe Biden there. Why, why would you be laughing? Why would you be grinning? Why would you be chuckling and cracking wise? What's the deal here with Joe Biden? Why is Joe Biden saying that he won't sanction Russia? He won't deliver the harshest penalties. Why is Joe Biden saying with his sanctions, as he said also in the press conference after he only took like two or three questions, and he had to go right back to Metamucil and, and Naps. And the funny pages and the crosswords and Wordle and whatever else Joe Biden does at the White House, we're not exactly quite sure. What is Joe Biden doing? You really have to ask. What precisely, what pray tell is Joe Biden doing to stop Russian aggression? Joe Biden said that he's going to check in on the sanctions in a matter of months and see if they're working. If that's, the, if that's the best resolve that we have, well, then the Soviet Union is not only going to reconstitute, they're going to reconstitute with Germany and France and England in the new Soviet Union. Then Europe's done. The West is over. Then we're finished. And then America just stays as a little outpost until China or Russia have the gumption to attack us. I mean, this is what you're left with? This, this is the leader of the free world grinning and smiling and cackling and cracking wise while one of our presumable, you know, let's just call it a free country gets invaded. It's humiliating. It's scary. It makes you wonder if they had this in mind. If the intention was, as Barack Obama said, to humble the West. If the purpose of all this is to allow influence to Russia, but how is Russia paying for all this? China. How is China paying for all this? We've surrendered everything that is productive about America. Everything that, every, everything that built something in America is now surrendered to China, along with all of our intellectual property, along with all of our national debt. Is this by design? Do they want China to rule the world? Well, they say so. If you listen to the Davos meetings, and if you listen to Klaus Schwab, they love China. They're huge fans. Justin Trudeau is a huge fan of Chinese dictatorship. They want social credit here. They need to collapse the West. They need to collapse our dollar. They need to collapse our freedoms. They need to collapse the concept of private property and the nuclear family and Christianity. They have to collapse it all, actually in order to get what they want, which is a China-style model globally. And yes, Russia taking Ukraine with it as Russia and China create a new multipolar world. We lived inside of a unipolar world after the Soviet Union fell. 
Russia and China are natural allies, and the geniuses at our State Department, the geniuses at our CIA, and the geniuses like Joe Biden and his administration have pushed Russia and China together. Russia and China naturally hate each other, dislike each other, but now you've created a superpower that can rival America, and they're going to take Ukraine with them. Was this the plan? They don't seem too upset about it. They're not even issuing the maximum sanctions. They're laughing. Joe Biden was cackling yesterday. He was smiling, grinning ear to ear, that creepy Cheshire cat joker grin. What the hell's going on? Did these people plan this? Is this, the, this is what they wanted? Perhaps. We don't know. We're not part of those meetings. But if that's what they want, well, and these people are evil. What is NATO doing? The purpose of NATO is to defend, right, greater Europe, to make sure that these kind of aggressions, open, naked, bald-faced, civilian-killing aggressions can't happen. Killing is exactly what Vladimir Putin is doing inside of Ukraine. It's evil. Joe Biden was at NATO and was asked directly, hey, is Vladimir Putin a killer? This was this summer. Here's Joe Biden's response. Well, look, I mean, he has made clear that uh, uh, the answer is, I believe he has in the past essentially acknowledged that he was, uh, there are certain things that he would do or did do. But look. So Joe Biden couldn't even answer if Vladimir Putin is a killer. Joe Biden paused and mumbled to himself and rolled around the marbles in his pocket because he's got none left in his skull and couldn't answer the simple question, is Vladimir Putin a killer? Vladimir Putin says he's a killer. How compromised are our elites? How corrupt are they? What a sickening thing that Joe Biden sent his crackhead kid over to Ukraine to shovel and hoover money out of that nation with this population that is developing. Joe Biden's crackhead son goes over there, collects $85,000 a month. The Bidens got everything they needed out of Ukraine. Now let it burn. If they don't think, you don't think that they would do that to this country, you are not paying attention. Now, what does it look like to actually defend America? What does it look like to actually have a set, to actually restore order, and to be someone that Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping would not want to F with? What would that look like? Well, it would look like what Donald Trump did at NATO. This is a news report from the year, the year is 2018, when Donald Trump was roasting NATO members to their faces for what? Being too complicit to Russian gas and oil. Being too close to Russia. Donald Trump roasting them to their faces. This is what it looks like to not have a Ukraine invasion. This is how you avert war. Don't have dependence on your enemy. Knock, knock, China. Hey, are you getting the point yet? Go to your local Target and check the back of tag of anything and see if it's not made in China. Do not have dependence on people who hate you and want to see you destroyed. 
This is what Donald Trump is saying. And man, do I miss this president. Clip 13, go. Formed in 1949 to defend Europe and North America against Soviet aggression. Mr. Trump said today that Germany in particular has gotten far too close with Russia. Major Garrett is in Brussels. But Germany is totally controlled by Russia. President Trump confirmed Europe's worst pre-summit fears by using the NATO stage to criticize allies, blasting Germany over a natural gas pipeline deal with Russia. It's very sad when Germany makes a massive oil and gas deal with Russia where you're supposed to be guarding against Russia and Germany goes out and pays billions and billions of dollars a year to Russia. German officials deny that the controversial Nord Stream 2 pipeline will allow Russia to exert undue influence over their country. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg tried to keep the peace. We are stronger together than apart. But how can you be together when a country is getting its energy from the person you want protection against or from the group that you want protection? Because we understand that uh, when we stand together also in uh, dealing with Russia, we are stronger. Do you want to know why people didn't F with Donald Trump? Because of clips like that. And also because of this incredible reporting from the New York Post. The New York Post reporting today that Donald Trump told Putin to his face, and I quote, If you move against Ukraine while I am president, Trump said to the Russian leader, I will hit Moscow. Putin scoffed and said, no way, leading Trump to say, all those beautiful golden turrets will be blown up. <sighs> Talk, about, Talk about America first. Talk about keeping the most evil people in the world on their heels. During the same visit, the article goes on, this is from the New York Post, Trump reportedly told Xi Jinping, the communist dictator of China, that any military move against Taiwan would be met with an attack on Beijing. Xi, like Putin, is said to have been stunned, though it is possible that neither man believed Trump was serious. What is possible is that both accounts... Uh, both accounts have been relayed to us by first-hand sources and got results. Neither Xi or Putin took Ukraine or Taiwan. They stayed in their place. They did not act aggressively on the world stage. In fact, they met with America and they respected America. They said, boy, howdy, is this guy nuts? And... He could literally decimate us, so maybe we shouldn't F with him. As soon as Joe Biden becomes president, they collude to destroy America. This from the New York Times. Biden administration presented China with intelligence on Russia's troop buildup on the Ukrainian border. They hoped that Xi Jinping would step in Chinese officials rebuffed the U.S. and shared the information with Moscow. How incompetent, how feckless, how stupid do you have to be to start giving the communist Chinese your intel? Did you not watch Xi Jinping and Putin meet at the Olympics? Did you not listen to them announce in a joint announcement that they're going to start working together against the West? That it's going to be the Eurasian century? That they're, the goal of these nations is to take us down? To destroy us? People are such morons. 
<sighs> According to other reports uh, at Fox News, the Biden Defense Department are trying to figure out how to train Ukrainians to fight back by online video. That's right. They're going to be releasing YouTube videos, presumably, to try and help Ukrainians' defense. Ladies and gentlemen, we are truly living in the fourth turning. We are living in a time of such incredible upheaval, but it didn't have to be like this. Our leaders didn't have to be weak. Our leaders didn't have to be so feckless. People chose this. They chose it because of a lie. And they chose it because we have seen now precisely what they always had planned the humiliation of America. They want this country to be frail. They want it to be weak. And all that you must have in order for America to collapse is for us to be at war with ourselves. And that's what is happening right now across this country. And so, ladies and gentlemen, while we had to tell you those things about Joe Biden, we do want to tell you that there's a silver lining. It is Friday. We want to go into the week on a happy note. And so let's begin Story number two today, the two prosecutors leaving, leading the Manhattan criminal probe into Donald Trump, you know, the guy who was holding NATO accountable there, big old brass balls, iron spine, gunpowder in his guts, the guy who was America first, the guy who made our enemies shake and shiver, and even come to the DMZ and meet with him. He met with Kim Jong-un, man, that's insane. Well, in this country, a district attorney is now resigning. That's right. Alvin Bragg has resigned. This is the man who was supposed to put Donald Trump in jail, right? If you're watching MSNBC. He's resigned his post because of serious doubts about the case. The probe has now ground to a halt and no witnesses have been questioned for a month, according to the Daily Mail. They're trying lawfare. They couldn't beat Donald Trump at the polls. They couldn't beat him in 2016. They can't even beat the man's Jujavive, right? His, his je ne sais quoi. He's starting a social media company, Truth Social. We've been on it all week. Great little site. So they can't even delete him from the internet anymore. So what they're going to try is lawfare. They're going to try and keep him from running. They're going to say that he was corrupt in his business, or they're going to say that he was, uh, you know, an insurrectionist. Stalin used to say, show me the man, I'll show you the crime. And indeed, Stalin put away 20 million Russians, including a lot of Ukrainians, an evil man. They're trying to make up crimes, and now even the New York prosecutors are saying, we resign, we can't do it, we cannot do it any longer. Two prosecutors leading the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal tax fraud investigation into Donald Trump and his family business have resigned on reported Wednesday. Attorneys Carrie Dunney and F. Mark Pomerantz stepped down from their case after the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg expressed doubts over moving forward with the case. The investigation, which runs parallel to a tax probe into the Trump Organization, by New York Attorney General Latita James, man, she is a corrupt figure, is looking at whether the former president's family business misrepresented the value of its assets. Sources close to the investigation say it had ground, it had ground 
to a month-long halt in the middle of the prosecutor's presentation of evidence to a grand jury. Bragg's team also reportedly not questioned any witnesses for more than a month after postponing to plan a gr to grill at least one person. Two top prosecutors are now stepping down, raising serious questions over the future of the case. We have the recent news reports on this. On the investigation of President Trump, that organization have called it quits. Mark Pomerantz and Kerry Dunn reportedly stepped down together as a sign they were frustrated with the direction of this case. According to one report, New York's new progressive DA, Alvin Bragg, suggested to the two attorneys they may not want to continue with the probe into the former president. The investigation was first launched by ex-DA Cyrus Vance, who charged the Trump organization with tax fraud. So now it looks like inside of even New York, one of the more corrupt states in the entire United States, that these type of fake lawfare, high-profile probes are collapsing. We recommend that the district attorneys in New York take a little extra time and look into actual criminality, like serial philanderer and abuser Chris Cuomo and Andrew Cuomo. Actually, you can just include them both in there. And the entire rat's nest at CNN of embarrassing derelicts. There's still a guy on CNN known as the Zoom masturbator who was caught masturbating live on Zoom. Maybe he should be charged with something. He's still on the air, by the way, just letting you know exactly what's going on at CNN. <clears throat> this is obviously a consequential case, one that merits the attention of the DA personally. Bragg once told CNN at the time, bragging about his case. The guy's name is Bragg. He's bragging about his case against Trump. But now the lawyers have resigned and they are effectively saying this case is dead. That's right. The case is dead. The Manhattan DA criminal case dead against Donald Trump, according to, uh, according to Justice Department Inspector General Michael Bromowich. That's what he tweeted this week. Things are looking up. Things are looking up. Alexander Solzhenitsyn, a lot of Russian, a lot of Russian conversation today, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, one of the most prolific and incredible writers from Russia in its entire history, a long history of great writers in Russia. He documented the gulag system and the horrors under the Soviet state. He has some wonderful lines about how a system can only become so corrupt before it collapses in on itself. Because when you build a system on its own corruption and its own frailty, then it just begins to crumble and implode. That's what's happening against Donald Trump. And the Donald Trump presidency looking pretty good right now. No new wars, but mean tweets. I'll trade. I'll trade mean tweets for no new wars any day. And Americans, by and large, across the country, from sea to shining sea, are saying, yes, we are sorry. Please forgive us. Let's go back. Oh no, oh no, oh no, go back. And it's only Joseph Biden's first year. Democrats are doomed, midterm analysis says. GOP will win based on Democrats' retirements alone. This from Breitbart. This is very interesting. So based on the retirements of inside of the Democratic Party alone, the GOP is going to retake the House. Let's read the article. 
House Republicans are scheduled to pick up at least 10 House seats due to Democrat retirements alone, according to analysis by left-leaning Punchbowl News. This is a new news outlet started by some old Politico guys. Republicans are only in the minority by five seats, with 30 total Democrat retirements, the largest mass exodus in three decades. The last time they had a mass exodus this big was in the 94 Newt Gingrich takeover of Congress, and that was monstrous. I think that was 60 seats, if I remember correctly. Some of the districts that will likely fall to Republicans from Democrats' grasp have not been finalized by state legislatures or courts. However, Punchbowl estimates the following districts will change from blue to red, and they go through all the districts. Arizona, Illinois, Ohio, Florida, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Florida, Colorado, Tennessee. Those are all in either red states or purple states. Uh, Colorado is a purple state. Illinois is a Illinois is a, a blue state. But ladies and gentlemen, this is just one more straw on the camel's back for Democrats in the midterms. The analysis includes that three House seats that Republicans have a shot at flipping but may also be a uphill battle. These are house seats in dark blue states like California, New York, and Oregon. The analysis continued revealing that Republicans are favored to pick up three seats based on state redistricting along with member retiring. These include seats in California and Texas. So what do you have? You have not just Republicans winning against Democrats inside of traditional competitive seats, and a lot of House races are competitive. A lot of districts are competitive. Most House races are competitive across the country. They're drawn that way. You can win House races by like five votes. It's happened. You can win House votes, House races by like a small fraction of votes. This year, actually, a member of Congress from Iowa got elected by, I think, a single vote. I think it was like a one-vote margin, maybe a five-vote margin. Her name's Marionette Miller-Meeks, and she's from the 1st District in Iowa, if I recall correctly, and she's in Congress now by five votes. You can win in these districts. This isn't even including the fact that, according to recent polling, Joe Biden is hovering in the the sloggy mid-30s in his popularity. It doesn't include the fact that when you take out the names and look at the generic ballot, the generic ballot shows that Republicans have a 14-point advantage. That means that every single district is now a toss-up district with those kind of numbers. You have ballooned the chances of Republicans taking back the House by an extraordinary amount. And now, incredible members of the House are going out and talking about exactly what they're going to do and how they're going to be dragging the Biden administration into unlimited investigations, holding them accountable. It's going to be beautiful. We've had Lauren Boebert on, Marjorie Taylor Greene on, Jim Jordan on, talking about these issues, and we're going to be doing a lot more of it. You, as a viewer, and you as a person who cares about your country, need to know that the people who are trying to destroy your country, the people who are so weak, so honorless, Joe Biden leaves Washington, D.C. right now with so many different crises. Crisis of our currency. Gas is about to hit $10 a gallon. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen, build back better means $7 gas, 14% year-over-year inflation, you being unable to buy a 
house, a car, your groceries, you being unable to travel to, I don't know, anywhere outside of the United States because there's anti-aircraft fire going on all above the nations that are falling into collapse. You having your jobs exported to China, that's what Build Back Better means. You not being able to afford gasoline, that's what Build Back Better means. People are starting to see it and they're starting to get sick of it. Recent polling shows that the economy and inflation is not a little, but by a lot, the number one issue that Americans are concerned about. And on that alone, people are saying, screw this. It is going to be a red nuclear winter for Democrats in 2022. And we say hasten the day. We're almost at the end of February. Wow. It's going to be eight eight months away is when we are going to be seeing the returns inside of the midterm elections. Not a lot of time. Not a lot of time to change tones. And other recent polling from today shows that about 20% of Americans uh, are okay with us getting involved in Ukraine in any, in any regard. The vast plurality of this country says, stay the hell out. Whew. And Joe Biden's going on vacation. Depressing stuff, depressing stuff. Please join us next Tuesday for our wall-to-wall State of the Union special. You can watch it with your boy Benny. I'll be live in the box. We can talk. We're going to have a big chat box on screen. We're going to have Joe Biden on screen. We're going to be talking smack. We're going to be making fun. We're even going to have a ton of guests, high-profile VIPs that are going to come on our show and tell you exactly what they thought. People who are going to be sitting in the audience at the State of the Union are going to be coming on and telling you what they thought about Joe Biden. It's going to be so awesome. We have an amazing, amazing show planned for you next Tuesday night, which is going to be the State of the Union. Ladies and gentlemen, please stay vigilant. Please pray for Ukraine. There are a lot of wonderful, the vast majority of people in Ukraine are beautiful, wonderful people. We don't wish harm on anyone on the show. We want people to live peacefully. We want people to live in harmony. We want people to live happy. But for all of that to happen, we must have a strong America. We must have might. We must have power. And we must have strength. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. And hard times create strong men. And we need more strong men in this country. Be well. Have a great weekend. Praise God that you live here in this country peacefully, at least for the time being. And let's keep it that way, ladies and gentlemen. We were born free men and free women. Let's keep it that way. Have a great weekend. See ya.